Underwood. Thin Ice! <laughs> to smoke some weed and shut up. My God. Oh, I thought for sure. There it is. Boom! Yes! All right, Illini Basketball Podcast, episode 192. That's a different cadence of an all right. Um, I will say I'm pretty beardless in those videos of, of the of the true. podcast uh, thing. So there you go. Um, episode 192, January 23rd, 2024. Uh, it's a Tuesday, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I believe, yeah. You know me. Um, yep, armchairliner.com. Check them out. Check out all the stuff there, the writing and such of thing of that uh, on Twitter as well. Yeah. Um, follow our Twitter at Podcast Line. I got new little uh, thing ticker at the bottom here. Added some stuff just to kind of diversify it with each episode. You know, people watching um, might not have, you know, the title in front of them or whatever. I don't know. I just figured it'd be better than the yeah. generic. So, uh, Plenty to discuss today. I think we should start with the uh, the game. Uh, you want to do timestamps for this episode? Seems like that should be. Your I got you. I got you. I have the uh, stuff printed instead. Also, of- uh, warning: um, a little later, this might turn rated R. Guys, I just want to throw that out there. If you're a child, you might want to step away after we talk about the Rutgers game. I'll put the e tag on it. <laughs> but yeah, Illinois coming off a win. Uh, it got a little close against Rutgers. I think it was a four-point game at one point, and then Illinois just kind of ran away with it. Ended up winning by 23, so good game. Terrence Shannon was back. Yeah, he, um, uh, there's a lot to discuss with that. I will say uh, it'll be nice to not have to talk as much about the Shannon stuff in this episode. There's a couple things to talk about still, but I felt like our last episode, obviously, a lot of uh, breaking news during the episode, which is great. Yeah. I think that worked out well for us, but uh, now it's going to be just on the court talk. Uh, I think you tweeted out Twitter is a dark place. So if you, uh, it is, if you're a Shannon fan, probably don't go look at Twitter. Uh, Steve, what's going on? How you doing? Hinkle, what's up? Uh, Wants to know how long until armchair cuts ties with Ethan attacking the fan base. Uh, Just, just hang on Hinkle. It'll be a good time. So I will say this about, Rutgers um I've always had an appreciation and a respect for Rutgers because they're like a program that's probably in a much better spot than they would be with a different coach like I think Pykel's a really good coach yeah and I also think that it's insane for the number of Rutgers fans I saw on Twitter attacking Brad Underwood over playing Tara Shan it's like what what do you want Brad Underwood to do I mean there's zero education on the situation from them uh act saying that Brad quote doesn't have a moral compass I mean what 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 are we what are we even like that is just stop being mad that you lost by 23. You lose the game whether he's playing or not. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it's kind of a hard spot for everybody. You know, this is what's going to happen. It's going to be worse on the road. It is what it is. Um, I think Brad has handled this as well as any coach can. I think a lot of that yeah. has to do with the way that, you know, Josh Whitman has probably given a lot of directives on this. And uh, I think they've handled it really well from their perspective, from the athletic perspective of the university. I think they've handled it about as well as they could have. And I just think it's hilarious that Rutgers fans ignoring how bad their team is this year, which I think that, you know, it's it's maybe a little bit easier given the recruiting class they have coming in and obviously the success they've had the last few years. But their number one takeaway from this game seems to be about Shannon getting to play. Like, I feel like that's going to be a common theme for every game Illinois wins. Um, and then when Illinois loses, it's going to be, oh, we beat you with Shannon. Like, it's just a, it's going to be, a, if you thought Illini Twitter was tough now, it's, uh, or tough 
back then, I guess, last season yeah. even. Uh, good luck now. Yeah. And, I, I mean, there's some Illini fans out there not making it any easier, easier on Twitter. Certainly. I'm, I'm trying – I'm trying my best to not focus on too much. But one thing that I find interesting is like, is the Illini social media just going to ignore Shannon the rest of the year? Like if he has 40 points, we're going to act like he didn't play. It's weird. Uh, yeah. Cause the big tens putting out highlights of Shannon, but Illini basketball. We'll see how they do have a picture of him. We'll so. see how they do with this next game, but I think they're probably scared of what the replies might look like, which is just like, you just got to take it on the, on the chin. I don't really That's know true. what else. I, I mean, I you, think you don't want to be the same regardless, right? Yeah. Don't turn the, don't turn the comments off either. Just post it. No. Yeah. Um, but yeah, back to the court, uh, two players of the game for us. I went with Quincy Garrier for probably the seventh time. I think every time he's had a double, double, we'll go back uh, at the end of the year and check. Yeah. I will. Uh, every time he's had a double, double, I've went with Quincy 30 minutes, five of eight from the field, two of three from three. So much better three point shooting this game. His free throws are a bit concerning three of eight from the line. 15 points, 11 rebounds. Uh, it, it just another great game from him. Had a maybe a couple dunk tip tip-ins. One was a three. I think he might have had another one later on, but continues to cut well. Um, the media asked him what he thought about Brad Underwood's ass chewings and how he handled it so well. And he said that uh, they're not as bad as Bayheim's. So he said, quote, I came here to win. I know it's a winning program. I and I am grateful to have Coach Underwood coaching. Can we can we stop the Brad Underwood's too hard of a coach narrative, please? Um, like, um guess what? They transfer out. We've seen it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that. I I don't know what you know. There was a whole discussion last year at Northwestern, so we'll see how it goes Wednesday. Yeah. Um, and you know he has had moments like that. Um, but I think people like it a lot more when you're winning and you're doing that than sure. losing. Uh, my pick is Justin Harmon. Um, I think these were the two clear cut choices for this. Uh, they were pretty much the reason Illinois didn't complete. I mean, Shannon had a big part of why they didn't sink when it was 55 51, but yeah, uh, Harmon makes some huge shots 29 minutes, eight of 13 from the field, uh, two of five from three, 18 points, eight rebounds, one assist, one block. Uh, so if there are any questions about Harmon's minutes with Shannon back, it didn't seem like it affected him too much <laughs> in this game, and he also earned it. So I think you're yeah. probably gonna see some less minute, less depending probably on performance, but fewer minutes from Goody in certain spots. I think there there will be games where Harmon doesn't play as much, but uh, he played plenty in this game. It probably yeah, and, and didn't play his full number of minutes. And Ty Rogers' minutes were uh, yeah a little bit less this game than than they have been. Um, but yeah, Harmon, uh, attacked the hoop more this game, I thought, which was nice. Um, some of those during the watch party were, it was one of those, ah, uh, yes, you know, one of those things. But, uh, if, if we get this Harmon, uh, from here on out, it's pretty good. I think I saw writing the line. I said that Illinois is like nine and oh, when Harmon scores seven or more and they're five and four when he doesn't or something like that. I thought writing a lot I thought writing a line I was was too busy confusing everybody by tweeting about the women's and men's basketball game. <laughs> That's time. true. He might add the wrong team. I don't know. Does Justin do they have a Justin Harmon on that. the women's team? So probably uh, not, but we have to check. It was a podium game for Harmon and Gary A. Um Harmon reiterated multiple times that Illinois couldn't drop another one at home. Um so they they needed to step up. He said that practice was really tough all week. So. Hinkle, Hinkle, how how did I get shoved in a locker when his 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 points didn't make any sense? We'll get to it. 
<laughs> yeah, okay. Um, Hinkle's trying to make me mad. It's fine. Harmon said that he said to the media that he likes coming off the bench. Um, he said, quote, being older, I just observe stuff way better now. Um, so he's okay with, with his role on this team right now. Um, Underwood said of him, quote, I've been really hard on Justin, and he will tell you that he's my dude, though. He's the guy I have challenged. I put more on a six-man type responsibility than most coaches do. I want that guy to be a stud. I want that guy to be a bad mother. Stopped. Um, and then the point here just says Illinois on my paper. Well, that was going to be uh, writing Illinois is, and then I got sidetracked um, there you go. with the writing Illini stuff. Uh, that's what was supposed to be there. Yeah, so, uh, I, I thought, yeah, Harmon, I mean, 8 of 13 from the field, that means he's 6 of 8 for, for shots that weren't threes, which I think is great. Uh, we saw how many, they what did he go, 0 for 7 from the field against Maryland, so a yeah. bit of a different different look here. Uh, they're going to need him in Evanston, I think, with the guard play. Uh, and I, I we don't need to look ahead to any games, but the Indiana game is going to be very interesting on Saturday. I, the way Woodson was talking about Illinois, I thought was – was was interesting pretty much yeah. calling them a small they play small ball or small which yeah, everybody is six four and above so i don't know if, if, if my yeah if my center wants to play yeah <laughs> things, it seems like things are going well in bloomington yeah uh steve says i thought it was Harmon's best game i agree uh amani is coming back uh just got in so if you guys mentioned that already my bad no we would we'll talk about that um in the preview to the next game. But yeah, Piper tweeted out that he was putting up threes. Underwood said that he would be back. So Amani is back. Um, Brad was, you know, the, the guy said it was nice to have everybody back and Brad made sure to reiterate that they don't have Amani Hansberry back. So uh, I think we'll, we'll see an uptick, uh, you know, in time for him down tick for danger. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. If Amani is going to come in and make threes, then yeah. Yeah. Um, on to the starters, Hawkins, uh, 33 minutes, just filled up the stat sheet once again. 12 points, 5 of 12, 1 of 7 from 3, which is rough. He did hit, hit a big one later in the game. 1 for 2 from the line, 9 rebounds, 4 assists, 5 steals, 2 blocks. Um, I mean, Coleman right now, the last couple games, is just doing everything. Uh, the ball swiping is really good right now. I don't know what changed or what happened, but... Uh, that's Illinois, Illinois is twelve. Game. Illinois is twelve for forty-nine from three in the last two Sunday games. Ooh, uh, six for twenty-seven in this game. Six for twenty-two against Maryland. So, uh, not great. This was probably their worst three-point performance of the year, unless I'm forgetting one. Six for twenty-seven, twenty-two percent, twenty-seven percent last Sunday, thirty-three percent against Michigan State, forty-two percent against Purdue. Uh, 55% against Northwestern, 40% against FDU. I mean, the list goes on and on. They haven't shot that poorly from three pretty much all year. I mean, even the Tennessee game, they, they weren't great, but they were 25%. So that's better than, than this. But this is how you can win games. Here's how you win games if Coleman Hawkins shoots one for seven from three. He does everything else. Yeah. Shannon is playing and scoring and playing defense. Uh, and then – uh, Harmon and Gary contribute, you know, double digit points. So, yeah. and that's, can, I mean, you can win games against teams that are in your conference if Coleman's missing threes, which yeah. they made it 
looked like it was going to be harder than like this was a four point game with like ten minutes ten minutes to go. left. Yeah, yeah. So, but Rutgers, Rutgers is one of those. They make it hard to get to the lane. Um, they made it hard. They doubled the mask a lot. Um, they they you kind of have to take threes. Um, and it helps when you make those threes. Um, it, Illinois it changes things. Illinois ended up twenty six for thirty six from two in this game. So seventy. Two percent. So they ended up being effective mainly because Harmon goes six for eight from two. Shannon goes four for five from two. Dane makes both of his shots. Yeah. Ty makes both of his shots. Hawkins goes four for five from two. Damask was their worst guy from two, and he went fifty percent four for eight. DGL goes one for one from two, and then Gary a three for five. So yeah. they did yeah. a lot of the same things against. Maryland offensively, where they weren't making any threes, they just weren't finishing inside the three point line. In this game, they did. Yeah, against a, a Rutgers in that game, a Rutgers team that has the side. I mean, Cliff is is a beast. He had a great game. I this has got to be Cliff's best game against Illinois. I feel like he yeah. always does things against Illinois, but I think this was his best. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't. He made a three, so that's a big. Yeah, big, yeah. Big, big I think it was his first three of the year. Um, yep. But yeah, twenty-two points for Cliff. Uh, and Underwood even talked about Cliff having a great game. They definitely attacked Coleman Hawkins, but I think Coleman held his own. I believe Coleman only had one foul in this game, right? Liar. Okay. Uh, but Underwood, yeah, talked about Cliff's good game, but he also said that their main focus was to stop Mag and Simpson, which they held Mag to two points and Simpson to six. So um, game planned how they wanted to game plan, I guess. How about uh, the assist numbers? Pretty good. 17, 17 assists, assists. 32 yeah. shots. Yep. Free throws Free throws were also about as bad as they've been all year. 16 for 27, 59%. So. Yeah, free throws were brutal this game, um, which is weird when you get your second-best free throw shooter back and he takes 10 of them and you're still – but I, a lot of it was Quincy on the offensive glass, got five offensive rebounds him back and then he went to the line eight times and missed five you can't can't have that also aj red over two that's true uh for scump nine and oh when Harmon scores seven okay let me fact check that uh Harmon said of coleman quote i would say coleman is a different player than what i had last year at the five position i think that's kind of everybody but um he said i don't know how to explain it he is he is so smart he knows the scouting report like the back of his hand he is above my level in smartness uh, what a weird number to the when Harmon scores seven or more. That's kind of weird. I don't know. It is a weird number. They're they're six and zero when he scores ten or more. How about that? Let's just do that. <laughs> uh, they have, they've also won uh, a game where he scored one point. Kayla wants to know the fascination with basketball. <laughs> yeah, no, no doubt. Uh, you know, Harmon Harmon has three games this year scoring one point. How about that? Really? He had one against Maryland, one against Marquette, one against Oakland. That's interesting. Boy, that Maryland game was the lowest of the low for him. Jesus. It was 20, 21 him, minutes, one point, zero yeah. field goals. That's tough. Yeah. I don't know how he wouldn't have zero field goals if he had one point because you can't score a one-pointer, Kayla. Basketball. Uh, Damask, 33 minutes, 12 points, 4 of 10, 0 for 2 from 3. Still struggling from three. What is he from three now? Mask uh, got to be like 20%, yeah. right? Uh, 21, 21.6. 16 for 74. Uh, 0 for 6 in the last two games. 
Would you like to see him just stop? Or... No, no. Well, why? Like what? Like fifty percent from inside. He took. Though, he right? took two of them, though. You know. I mean. Yeah, that's true. I he's guess capable he of making them. them. Is he? Yes. He's twenty percent okay. of them. Okay, we can't. I know it's he a makes different. Two every ten. I know it's a different level, but like he shot thirty-five percent last year, thirty-four percent the year before that, thirty-eight uh, percent in his freshman year. I know it's a different level, but. He'll figure it out. I Give don't it think time. he's going to get it to thirty percent this year. But. He's a need to. What if he has a game in the tournament where he makes four threes? That'd be amazing. Um, four or five from the line, seven rebounds, five assists, two blocks. Uh, led the team in turnovers again with three. Um, Underwood said that uh, quote They doubled us all night, and that's great. We are content with that. Are you starting to worry about Damask's uh, ability to get out of the double teams? Slightly starting to worry. I mean, that's it's I mean, been a worry. Worrying, I think right? it's less of a worry with Shannon in there because teams can't just do that whenever they want. Um, because you don't want to. I mean, if you have if you have the uh the Shannon Damask Goody Harmon, take take Goody out of that Shannon Damask Harmon Gary A. Hawkins lineup. Are you going to double Damask like every time? I don't. I don't know. And uh, you also got to think about the fact that uh, Damask teams are going to look at him. Teams in the tournament are going to look at him and think shooter, but he's really not. So he'll do other things to him. They see the white guy, they say shooter. Yeah. That's true. And Illinois, Illinois is a classic example of a team that stinks in the tournament at shooting under Brad. Like that Chattanooga game was horrific shooting. Houston, they got destroyed. Uh, last year was a joke. It's a team. They can't adjust to the depth perception in the rims in the nets in these uh, neutral arenas. It's tough. Yeah. Uh, Kayla, Kayla's kind of going off here. Uh, she says, here's a topic. Basketball is such an unathletic sport that when women play it, it's even worse. I mean, you got a point there. Uh, now take hockey. Women's hockey is very good. Ethan, you're a big hockey guy. What do you think about that? Is this is this a bot? I I don't know. What's going <laughs> I don't on. know. She also says, "Do you think they should raise the nets three feet? Need thirteen foot hoops." Jay says a Quincy cut to the bucket when Damask is doubled seems to work out a lot. It does work out a lot. the The problem is when nobody's cutting. I think is kind of the problem. But uh, yeah, so. Uh, thanks for stopping by, Kayla. We appreciate the uh, comments. Uh, Goody, 19 minutes, one for four, all threes, three points, one rebound, four fouls. Uh, Goody did not have a very good game in my no, eyes. No, no. Didn't do, I, didn't do much. If he's not making threes and, and only getting one rebound, that's a tough a tough spot. Yeah, are you surprised that he had more minutes than Rodgers because of that? Because Rodgers only had 14 minutes. I don't even think we should put anything into Brad's rotations on any given night. Okay. I right. think there's seven guys that are going to play. Yeah. Um, uh, which yeah. includes who would be okay. You have Harmon. Seven guys are going to play, and then you have Danger and Moretti and DGL and Hansberry and Max and and Red and Sincere. Get a few minutes and Ashton here and there and and uh, Jeff Alexander and Tim Anderson and Chester Frazier and yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Rogers, uh, four points, two for two, two rebounds, and assists, and a turnover. So, twelve minutes from Ty. He Fine sat. Game. He sat uh, some of the first half because of two fouls, and then I don't. It didn't seem like he played much the second half. 
I mean, I'm not he, mad. I'm not mad about it. I'm not complaining. Don't, that, don't attack me. His two games with fewer than 20 minutes in the season have been Purdue, this game, and uh, the Southern and Eastern Illinois games. So I think it's a flow of the game thing, you know? Yeah. He was fine um, in this game. Yeah, I I, I, I think – I think Goody probably had the worst game out of everybody. He'll play much more. That's it. He'll play much more on Wednesday. Yeah. That first Northwestern game, he only played 20 minutes, but I think that they'll want to do even more with him with Shannon there defensively. There's no reason that Illinois can't slow down their guards more than anybody else. Yeah, that's true. Um, On to the bench, Terrence Shannon Jr. comes off the bench along with Harmon and Dane Danger. Uh, 28 minutes for Shannon, 16 points. I don't think he had his first basket until like 12 minutes left in the second half or something. I can't remember exactly. Yeah. Uh, four of 10 from the field, 0 for 5 from three, which is rough. Um, his, his three points did not look good. He was 8 for 10 from the line, one rebound, four assists, and a steal. He had a steal with a breakaway dunk. Uh, showed a lot of emotion. Um, Gary A and Harmon were, of course, were both asked about him. Gary A said, quote, it's definitely good to have him back. I think a big part of our win was because of him. The way our transition often gets going, our defense is better with him. We are glad to have him back. Uh, Harmon said, it's amazing. It makes the whole team, it makes the team feel whole again because we have our best player back. It's just fun. We're glad to have him back. He's our brother. So uh, the guys were definitely uh, happy to have him back, which I don't think that's any surprise to anybody. Um, Underwood talked about how you could tell he was tired early. Um, He said, quote, you can run all the wind sprints, do all that stuff, et cetera, you want, but there's nothing like the adrenaline of competition. So uh, Jay wants to know what kind of chance Shannon will hear. That's a good question. I don't know. Um, Harmon had it cooking, so Ty sat. Yeah, I, when when Harmon's going and playing like that, Ty doesn't have to be overplayed. Or, I, I mean, Harmon was finding ways to get to the basket without playing booty ball, which is good. Uh, Shannon is going to dish it off until he gets his shot back. He was about o for o for in warmups last game. Yeah, I, I, I wonder. I, was do you think during the suspension was he doing the routine where he shot for like an hour straight? You know, yeah, I'm sure that he kept shooting. Um, and you were away, but Underwood said there's a difference between the adrenaline of being in a game and you know just putting up shots. So I, I think that probably had a lot to do with it. It was nice that he got out and ran. Um, his first two times getting out and run was a lob to Coleman and then a pass to Coleman for a slam. So. You know, just kind of kind of getting back in the rhythm. Um, three points, I think, will come eventually. Uh, Underwood also said, quote, we played six games. I'm really excited about how our guys played when we didn't have him. We were really starting to find our groove before that. I think the integration process is going to be a little going to have to be a little patient with it. There's no doubt it's back to who we were. So. Uh, Jay says it's going to take TSJ a few games to get back to normal. Yeah, I mean, game speed's completely different. Jeff, what's up? Upset of the week, Iowa State over Kansas. Maybe. Kansas has been 
Not great. I mean, pretty close one against Cincinnati last yeah, night. A lot closer than somebody thought it was going to be at the beginning. It looked like it was going to be live televised murder. Yeah. Um, Underwood said that his biggest uh, thought on Terrence was his struggle to play defense. Um, he said on the defensive side, he is an elite, elite defender. If I would say there was an area he struggled with today, it would be on that side. So, but yeah, Terrence is back. He played 28 minutes. Do you think he starts? Nope. I would have to agree with that. Um, he ain't starting, folks. He ain't starting. <laughs> How long before he starts? Maybe Saturday. until they lose. Like if they lose a game that he doesn't start. Okay. Do you think that that justify? Never mind. I'm not even getting into it. Uh, Dane, six minutes, four points, two of two from the field. Good Dane uh, game. Good, good Dane game. I don't wow. think he touched the court in the second half. Good Dane game, though. All right. Uh, Steve said yes, he does start. He goes worried about a murder on Twitter last night. I don't I mean I I thought that it was handled perfectly fine, but I mean Hinkle, you know who we are. We're not that we're not those people. Um other notes and quotes. Illinois out rebounded uh Rutgers 46 to 32, uh pulling down 13 offensive rebounds. I already said Gary A had five of those, so um, Ethan kind of went over the numbers, uh, three-point shooting, 22%. Rutgers was three of 14 for 21%. Uh, free throw shooting was not good. Um, Brad was still happy with the shots they were getting. Um, he talked about the 17 assists. Underwood said, quote, anybody that's a fan of basketball has to enjoy our movement. I do. I thought we passed it a little too much tonight. One thing we can't control is if the thing goes in, what we can control is second shots in a, another opportunity. So, um, that's kind of it. Uh, Underwood said that he had great respect for Steve Peichel and said that it always makes you feel a little uneasy when you play his teams because everything is just so darn hard. But there you go, uh, nailed it. Yeah, good game from Illinois. Uh, good, uh, I think it was a good game to reiterate Terrence Shannon wasn't on the road. Uh, Illinois got a little scare there, let let Rutgers go on a run and uh, fought back and ended up blowing them out. So uh, you took care of business at home. And we're not going straight to the next game. Because let's, get, let's, get, let's get into the... Uh... <laughs> you want to go into uh, Twitter? No, fine. We'll, let's, we'll, we'll, one more. We'll go, fear. To... we'll go to fears. We'll go to fears. All right. All right. Yesterday, Jeremiah Fears committed to Illinois. Yeah, good. I mean, good. I expected, I would say. Uh yeah, I think um he he had crystal balls out there. People have been talking about this happening for a while. Um, he's not reclassing, of course. Um, but he ESPN's uh Rankings just came out. He's a five-star, according to ESPN. Uh, number 16 in the nation in his class, which would be the highest recruit Illinois has had, I believe, since Jeremy Richmond. I don't know what Richmond was, but I believe he was in the top 15, but I could be wrong. Um, on 247 composite, he's a four-star and number 33 in the nation. 
Um, Fears commented and said, quote, it's my hometown school. I want to win and be a hometown hero. They've been recruiting me the longest and hardest since eighth grade. I have a great relationship with Brad Underwood and staff. Um, I was going to mention an ESPN article, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to mention an armchair Illini article. Uh, Brian Benz has the full breakdown of Jeremiah Fears. If you want to go to armchairlini.com, um, you can find it there. But uh, apparently he can get to the rim well. He's a very good free throw shooter. And he looks small to me, but maybe that's just me. How tall is he? Do you know? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, in other good news, Jace Butler is now a four-star into the top 100. So uh, Jace has biggest recruit since IO. Um, Steve thinks that they'll start Shannon. If he doesn't, the team will not be happy with coach folding to outside pressure. I don't think that's why he's not starting. 6'3". <laughs> uh, six, uh, three. Six, three. Six, three. Okay, he's a little bit bigger. He's also a class of 25, so give it time. Be honest, are we really excited with recruits anymore with the portal like it is? Uh, I think you're excited with a top 20 recruit. Uh, I would I would say he's more in the Sky Clark range of rankings. Um, ESPN, not the best at this, but I would say he's probably somewhere in between right now. I don't know. I, don't, I haven't watched a ton of them. Uh, yeah, I think you have to be happy with the level of recruits they've been getting. Like the 2024 class is not overly flashy, but I mean, Marez Johnson keeps going up. He's 27th on 247. Chase Butler's top 100, and, and Jack Stees, uh is is right behind James Brown, who is Marez's teammate who committed North Carolina, and he's dropped from top 30 to like 105 on 247. So that was yeah. kind of the other guy that Illinois fans wanted. They wanted was, to pair, yeah. pair of those two, but they end up with Jack Season said who's a Yorkville, Illinois uh, kid. So I think the 2024 class is perfectly fine. It reminds me, in terms of rankings, it reminds me a lot of uh, 2022 class. Um, or I, actually, actually, I'm talking about the 2021 class, uh, which was RJ, Podge, and Goody, uh, except the difference is that Podge was 72nd and – Merez is 27th, but then you have two other guys that are outside or close to the top 100 and Goody and Melendez at the time. And, you know, uh, I'll be curious to see what Jace Butler is in this, like, pro. Like, I hope he's a DGL type where he's not expecting to play right away. Yeah. Um, but it, obviously, it's natural that one of these guards eventually by 2025 is going to be gone. Somebody, had, yeah. Yeah. I, there's not enough room on the roster for them all. My guess on that, by the way, right now is probably DGL, but I don't know. Yeah. Uh, DGL put out a statement, said that if it doesn't come from me, because I think we talked about it on the watch party, not on the episode, but uh, if it doesn't come from me, um, don't believe it. So basically subtweeted his mom and said, don't listen to him. That's a complete prediction for me. Like a year. Yeah. No, I get you. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I it might be after next year. It might not be after yeah. this year. I um, really do want Moretti to stay because I think he can be really good third and fourth year. Yeah. Uh, and you, and, you want a point guard like that in college basketball. And Brot said, did you see Merez not making the McDonald's All-American roster? I did see that. I And I, I don't know. Um, do you, I don't know if you think – do you think that has something to do with not going and playing at, like, a place like – I mean, you know, Beers is at, like, Arizona campus or IMG or, 
you know. Yeah, it could. So, I don't know. Um, I mean, would he be? I mean, there's players. I don't know if there's anybody on the team that's like, what is somebody find what Merez's rank is on ESPN? Because like the only player that he's probably ranked higher than on there is uh, Ole Miss commit, who's thirty eight. Uh, Bootsilla says Clark was 27, Richmond was 29, Leonard was 30, McBride was 31, Io was 32 on 247. So he would be the third highest on 247, fourth highest, fifth highest. Oh, Merez, he's worse than all of them. Never mind. <laughs> but Merez is what? Merez was is in the 20s. 28 on ESPN. So the only player worse than him that got to the All-American team is, or ranked worse, I should say, John Bull, 7-1 center, Ole Miss commit, number 38. And I guess Zoom Diallo, Washington, number 29. Other than that, they're all ranked ahead of him. So I don't know. I thought I thought at first you were going to say because he didn't go to a, a high-level program or something or like a, a blue blood. No, no. I, I'm talking about high school. Like he didn't go to academy. He stayed at a public school. Well, I was just ready to say, yeah, Rutgers has two. I don't two know if Ford is a public school, to be honest with you. But Ty Rogers, U- University of Ty Rogers. Yeah, I assume that it has to be a private school then, right? No clue. Yeah. But Somebody shout out, shout out to Rutgers. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Jeremiah fears. Uh, hopefully, he stays committed. Yeah, I mean, I don't, it's not I don't worse. see. Him. Yeah, I don't see this the... kid not not staying committed. But and folks, you know what? On social media, it's not the end of the world if he doesn't. Yeah, we hope he does. Um. Yeah. On to Ethan apparently getting owned on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I. Yeah, it's. <laughs> It's an interesting situation, you know. Um, I'm going to pull up the tweet here. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, this guy, this this lunatic guy who is a complete zero, by the way. Why are we like, giving like, this guy time? That's doesn't bring man. anything to the table because he's so dumb. Like, he's pretending like he's not on Twitter for the engagement. He's a fucking zero. He's a complete loser. <laughs> he has zero ability. Isn't that the point of Twitter is for engagement? Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I'm, which is something. If you look at our Twitter feed, that's not something that I'm really doing very often. No, you only have one clickbait title, and there's none to click on. Exactly. From what I remember. And by the way, I'm a big Jeff Alexander guy now. So shout out to Jeff Alexander. Yeah. Um. So his tweet is pretending like we're talking about the fucking election or something. Like it's something very serious. Like who gives a <laughs> shit what people say about? It's so like objective. Like it's, is it's this, stupid. Is this the first thing where Illini fans are actually agreeing with Andy Katz? Is what I want to know. Like exactly. That's the we other think thing. Andy Katz yeah. is an absolute moron, but we're going to agree with him that State Farm Center is the fourth hardest place to play. So I L L lunatic or I L L lunatic I L lunatic. Uh, he's from Georgia, so that tells you all you need to know about the IQ. Um, <laughs> follow him on Twitter. He's a great follow at it's just Garrett G A R E T. You need you guys need to check him out. He's good stuff. Uh, so he tweets. We'll start at the beginning, I guess. Um, I said the State Farm Center was bottom five in 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 in, uh, in venues in the Big Ten, which obviously a joke. 
Obviously. Yes. yes. It's because like but you got to think there, about there, the state and you know. If you listen to our podcast, there is there's no doubt that Ethan is is highly against how the Orange Crush cheers, and I don't like how the fans are. I don't like that nobody stands up. I don't like that anybody cheers. I don't know why you went after me when I when I posted that. By the way, you told me to relax. What was up with that? I don't know. I was in the, the heat of it. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> so he said what, and I said what, and then he said like bottom five as in worse in the conference. I said that was a bit extreme, but I don't think it's top five right now, which is like, I'm not going to, why? Oh, I, laughable. I think the big Ten's in the middle of the pack. Like nobody wants to like, it's stupid. Like <laughs> it's not that serious. Uh, then, right. he says, then just say that. Like he's the fucking police. I mean, fuck <laughs> this guy. Uh, then Ducey, who I don't have anything against Ducey, it's fine. Agree to disagree, whatever. Uh, I said, if you go watch the Purdue Northwestern game, that Northwestern student section is way better than anything the Orange Crush has done since the Bush administration. Like, it's insane to think that we have the greatest student section ever because we have a cool name. Like, the yeah. State Farm Center layout is a big part of why this sucks, too. Um and I said that Northwestern is a better student section right now, which maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm not. I don't know. What, do you, what does it even really matter at the end of the day? Hopefully Illinois wins there tomorrow. I, I mean, uh, when you sit there and you can see them the whole time and, and 95% of the time their arms are crossed, I think you have a pretty good argument. That, like, he didn't even include the tweet where I said I needed – like, why would he not include that tweet? That's not very I smart. Know. I don't know. Apparently, you can't say that you're engagement farming and then put LOL after it. Like, it was a joke. Calm down, buddy. Uh, he said that we're, he said that at podcast line is entirely unserious. Don't, now this is where it's like, is he talking about like politics or college fucking basketball? Uh, yeah, hold on. Has he listened to our podcast? Just because you tweeted out one thing, yeah. we're completely unserious. Yeah, Come it's, on. it's, I mean, if he's in, if he's actually doing this for engagement, it's pretty smart. I'll give him credit, but I don't think he is. Uh, don't give this guy a platform. Engagement farming is weird. Trashing your own game day atmosphere and student section parentheses when they literally get media praise. Who the fuck cares what the media thinks? The media who's not even watching every game, the media, Andy Katz, who we go after all the time, all, the is, time. all of his lists in every way suck. But now he's he's giving us credit. So now he's like, oh my God, he's so right. Media praise. I mean, Jesus. And and running quote Illini an Illini podcast while you do it, that's fucking worse. It's just going out of your way to look like a tool. I mean, Jesus Christ. I'm not talking about the election. It's or actually world insane, news. Though. I'm not talking about the war. Yeah. We're talking I, about college basketball student sections. Yeah. I was telling my wife about this and and I told her it, it's crazy because I would say that, I don't know, 75% of the people that listen to us agree with us on this, if not more. And there were comments after comments that said, yeah, they suck now. It's not good. I was just at the game the other day. It was terrible. Like, it, I mean, it's not like you were lying that it sucks. Well, you also have this tweet here from Walker, Texas Ranger. This guy knows ball. Uh, you can literally hear through the TV how quiet State Farm Center is, and the Orange Crush just stands there like robots. Then I, a lunatic, oh, you didn't watch the Rutgers game. I know this because none of this shit. Uh, like, dude, watch the game. Like, what do you – What? I don't know why we're people are going out of their way to pretend. Like, like, do we not want to get better? Do we not want our student section to be better? Do we not want the State Farm Center to be a harder place to play? I think that's something that we want, and this fucking zero – is just pretending like everything's all great. Oh, yeah. I mean, Jesus. And also, 
he's pretending like it's like a world like CNN's going to be talking yeah. about it. Like it's <laughs> trying to deplatform us talking about Illinois basketball. Okay, buddy. <laughs> and if he wants to come on the podcast, I think I'd love to have him on. Um, be a great discussion. Uh, it, it, the guy just seems like a complete and total zero to me. I, I think there's a reason why I've never heard of him until this moment. Um, in Illini world, I think he's probably just a guy that, uh, you know, is trying. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. I just think that I, I, there, I don't know why he pops up in all my stuff all of a sudden, but there was one where he's like, my name's lunatic. I overreact to everything. If you don't like me, block me. Okay, buddy. Cool. <laughs> like, what is this? Like you, you literally say you overreact, which would be engaged, would be farming. So if he wants attention, he's doing a great job. I will say that. And I'll also say this as well. Um, he's got the team's record in his bio. I don't think he can be a bigger fucking loser than, than somebody who does that. <laughs> I, I will say. Uh, and if he's older than like 15, then that's like embarrassing. Yeah. Like that's what kid, that's what high school kids do is they put the record of, <laughs> of their teams in their bio. I, I don't know. Uh, Warner says that Illini uh, Twitter is off the rails per usual. Jeff says uh, he does have a point. Ethan does resemble a tool. <laughs> <laughs> LOL joking. Sure. LOL it's joking. Fair. It's fair. I mean, he's uh, Barrow says uh, Barrow. How do you say his last name? Barrow. Barrow. Like that. Uh, says uh, State Farm Center was ruined when the renovations were done. Everyone hanging out in the club while the game is on. Uh, Warner says, I actually think SFC is in the bottom half. Bottom five isn't too far off. I agree. Bootzilla but I'm not going to say middle. No, Illinois is in the middle. <laughs> Bootzilla says, our student section is lacking. You guys are correct. There's maybe half a row of students that get loud half the time. Hinkle has uh, laughing emojis. Uh, and by the way, Hinkle, um, Alex Chi said, do what you got to do, boys. So... Nice try. Uh, Jeffrey, uh, on TV, our fans don't sound that loud most of the time. Maybe it's the building. I don't know. Uh, eventually, the reputation of the crush will fall off, says Warner. Jeff says, grab the fire extinguisher. Uh, Hinkle says, hate to see a blue check picking on the little guys. <laughs> he does uh, have more followers than, than us on the podcast. Shock says, technical foul. The beard was glorious. Yeah. Well, Sorry, it's Crypto. Tough. It's tough. Um, I'm just looking through his Twitter. He tweets like he's like 14 years old. So maybe, maybe I'll calm down if he actually is, but uh, that's tough. I mean, one thing we can agree on is, is he said that he has Bardo on mute during games. I agree with that. <laughs> um, but yeah, here's the thing. I like the sleepers media guys. Like I, Engagement I, farmers. exactly. And he's yes. like, a fan of them, I think, based yeah. on his tweets. Oh, which, I bet I bet he would go. I bet he'd retweet that they followed him if they did. So well, he's doing it with armchair, which uh, <laughs> you lost that, buddy. Good job, moron. What a zero. I mean, this guy, if he if he's trolling us, I think it's brilliant, but I don't think he is. He could say he is, but I don't think he is. Um, but it's just like, what are we even like the of all the Illini accounts to say that in gate like I, I said LOL at the end of my of my tweet. Dude. Yeah. And 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 if you're gonna call me out the thing least, is it, well, he wouldn't even have called you out if you wouldn't have said that. Yeah. This and he would have been even, a mute point. He didn't even include me saying that. So it yeah. shows how smart he is. Uh, another response to his post. Um 
which seven likes. Congrats. That's big time. Also, the banana agreed with him, so he's got that going for him. Uh, the banana said, I can tell you that Welsh Ryan is the bottom, which I think is it's just insane. We hate Northwestern, but come on. Yeah. And then I said, if, if a fucking banana says it, it must be true. And then he said, I'm a smart banana. And I was like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> Another guy said, in his defense, the Orange Crush is a pretty lame student section. The media praise is rooted in the charitable work they do. Watch the Rutgers game and tell me how many times it's nearly dead silent on defense. Mackey, Assembly Hall, uh, I think Michigan State, what, Breslin? And yeah. the rack are rarely dead silent on defense. And he also said he was a student the last five years, did grad school. I'm not dumb, and refused to buy the student tickets in the crush because of how quiet it is. Kids sitting on their phones during the game and not making noise. Lower bowl section directly across from the benches is significantly louder. Yeah, when a, a 60 year old lady has to get the crowd going, there's something wrong with your student section. Yeah, I think people who you're living in the past, if you think the Orange Crush is still this great student section that, you know, makes it a hard place to hard place to play, which it's not. So, yeah, um, Gary A did uh, thank the fans. That's fine. That's what they got to do. <laughs> All right, we done. Something you notice? Uh, yeah, I think we're good. I mean, shout out to that guy. He did his job. If his job's trying to get me to be mad, <laughs> good job. All right. Uh, so Illinois has to go into a top five atmosphere tomorrow. Yeah, good. A good, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know how you could watch a Northwestern home game and think that it's a bottom student yeah. section, but whatever. I guess we have to hate them at, at all costs or something, uh, whatever sure. uh, that is or that means. But, uh, yeah, Illinois uh, up to number 10 in the polls now 14 and four, five and two. In the Big Ten, Northwestern 13 and 5, 4 and 3 in the Big Ten. This is Wednesday night, 8 o'clock, Big Ten Network. Uh, Northwestern has looked better, I would say, in some games uh, since their 96 66 loss to Illinois earlier in the month. Uh, they're 3 and 2 since that loss. The wins over Michigan State, Penn State, Maryland, losses to Wisconsin and Nebraska, 9 and 1 at home this season, but that loss somehow being to Chicago State. Uh, it is much harder to beat them in Evanston. Again, like you just watch Purdue and Michigan State games, it, it gets tough uh, with the noise and uh, the way they play. It seems like they definitely are a team that plays a lot better at home, which probably doesn't bode well for uh, winning in the Big Ten on the road and uh, doing it in the tournament, which they did win a tournament game last year. Give them that. Uh, beat Boise State, lost to UCLA round two. Uh, but they did go into Illinois when Shannon was not on the team and uh, lost by 30. And also the Barstool Northwestern account rivals the, the lunatic for stupidity. <laughs> uh, so just go ahead and look that up. I mean, the guy's bragging, like uh, saying uh, an Illini account saying Shannon's back. And then the Barstool Northwestern account said, oh, where was he last time we played? Uh, all that matters is that last time we played there, buddy, uh, you lost by 30. So whatever. Those Barstool accounts are so bad now. The interns each year, the interns are getting younger. They're getting dumber. So it's, it's what it is. Uh, Jay says, hate to go off topic. Does Joey Wagner ask the Suvis questions in post game interviews? Uh, Joey's a friend of the pod. He did come after me last year. Though. Kind of a friend of the pod. Uh, yeah, he, he's been on the pod before. He's like um, the, he's like the best beat reporter that the Illini have. If you don't count 10 or 11 others. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then he attacked, I can't even remember why he attacked me on Twitter. He said, do you still like my content? Okay, buddy. Uh, I remember from Purdue game when Edie had two fouls and was on the bench for 11 minutes. And ask Brad if you feel you guys did enough. What an idiot. <laughs> so I'll say this. 
<clears throat> about beat reporting. Um, obviously, I have never done it, so I don't know. But um, I think you can tell a lot about who's good and who's not when it comes to defending themselves. And if you're a writer or journalist, quote unquote, or a reporter, and you can't play along and, you know, take the criticism or play along with it, instead you have to like be like, oh, so now you don't like what I write or you don't, you know, all yeah. this stuff. Like, I think that says all I need to know about them. Yeah. If if you're humorless, then you're probably not the best. But uh, I wouldn't know what questions to ask, so I don't know. <laughs> I mean, they, the thing is, they can't really can't go too hard. One thing, one thing I won't, won't do is ask to ask questions anymore. One thing I won't do, Jeffrey, is attack Barstool. I'm just saying the Barstool interns, those accounts. The he's talking about the uh, the school. Accounts. Yeah, like the Barstool line. I got unfollowed. It was so bad. Like no, no time for that. Like it's they're all 18, 19 year olds who tweet like they're eleven or twelve, and they don't know anything about sports. So engagement farming which yeah which is fine i mean it's not uh, we don't need the barstool college accounts to be great but it'd yeah. be nice if they were a little better in terms of uh you Just know you don't have to you don't, you don't have to talk shit about everything like not everything like i don't even really talk shit about opponents that's true yeah that's that's what they've turned into it's just yeah which shit is fine but i'd rather hear it verbally than on twitter yeah so whatever uh, Hansbury getting shots up. We'll be back. Probably not going to play, but whatever. Uh, we'll be in uniform though. Northwestern's lineup, I don't think, has changed. Their last game, actually, maybe it has. Let me let me give this a look here. All right, looks like they have a new yeah. Since the Illinois game, they got Luke Hunger, the six ten sophomore, starting at the five, playing fewer minutes than Nicholson, but replaces him. So they got uh, Boo Booey, who was two for fifteen in the loss to Northwest uh, to Nebraska. Um, they got Langborg, who's 6'4", 195, senior Princeton transfer, was uh, 5 for 14 with four threes against Nebraska. Uh, Ty Berry was 2 for 10 from the field, 6'3", 185, senior guard. Uh, Barnheiser had a big game, 24.7 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 blocks, 4 steals um, in the loss. And then Luke Hunger, 6'10", sophomore, starting at the 5, playing around uh, anywhere from 7 to 18 minutes as a starter. Uh, also played 18 against Illinois, so we'll see. Not not much bench usage. They had uh, Nick Martinelli play 17 against Nebraska, and Matthew Nicholson played 27. So Illinois needs to find a way to defend some of their better players the way that uh, Nebraska did. Because, I mean, Northwestern still made 10 threes, but they didn't get enough from Barry or Bowie. 15 yeah. combined points for those two. Um Illinois needs to dominate the glass. Forty to twenty-six, Nebraska in that game. Nebraska had eighteen assists. They also had eighteen turnovers, which is yikes. But <laughs> uh, you can win games with that many turnovers. That game was, you know, in Lincoln, so it's a little different. But uh, uh, Kim Palm numbers adjusted offensive efficiency. Illinois is up to eighth in the country. Northwestern fifty-ninth. Adjusted defensive efficiency, Illinois 27th, Northwestern 78th. Uh, Three-point percentage, Illinois 33.7%, 173rd in the country. Northwestern 36.3%, 63rd in the country. Turnover percentage, Illinois on offense 16.2%. That's 111th in the country. Northwestern 14%, which is 15th in the country. Conference-only numbers, so this would be seven-game sample size for both teams. Uh, Illinois third in offensive efficiency, second in defensive efficiency in the conference. Northwestern fifth in offensive efficiency and last in defensive wow. efficiency. So 
uh, the Purdue game, they defended well, but they gave up a lot of points because of overtime. Right. Uh, but outside of that, in conference, you look at Illinois scored 96 against them, Michigan State 74, Penn State 72, Wisconsin 71, Maryland 69, and Nebraska 75. So it's not horrible, but I have a feeling that some of the numbers they're giving up in terms of the efficiency they're allowing in certain areas probably doesn't help points per possession allowed, which they did allow 1.14 points per possession, and uh, Michigan State shot 47% from three against them, even in the loss. So numbers would tell you that Illinois is the better team. The first result would tell you that Illinois is the better team, but you never know. Road environment, first game on the road with Shannon back. It's going to be interesting, and yeah. that, that takes us to players to watch. Yeah, I'm going to go with Terrence Shannon. Um, like you said, it's his first game on the road. Illinois won by 30 at home without him. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens uh, with that and, you know, how he reacts to um, fans probably not being too kind to him. Um, hopefully he'll be all right. Hopefully his defense is, is back. Like I said, I don't think he played bad defense, but Brad probably thought that was the worst part of his defense or his game last game. So uh, you got to stop guys. Um, you got to stop guards against Northwestern. I'm going with Brooks Barnheiser from Northwestern. Um, he only had nine against Illinois on three of 12 shooting the first time they met. Um, but over the last five games, he's averaging 18.2 points per game um, with a 24-point game against Nebraska and a 23-point game and a four-point win over uh, Penn State. And in that stretch, he's shooting 46% from three and 59% from the field. So uh, you can't have Barnheiser go off. Um, you, you can't have Barry go off. I think you can have Boo go off, but, you know, we'll see. Yeah, I'm going Ty Rogers and Boo Booey. Uh, Rogers, I think he asserts himself early on offense in some of his best games this year. I think he, he gets some early buckets from him. We saw that against uh, Northwestern. Illinois had a quick seven. They had tied to the rim. Uh, I believe Goody hit a three – or, no, Hawkins hit a three, then tied to the rim, and then something else happened. But they were up seven too instantly. Uh, he was solid, didn't play a ton in his first matchup. He had he only had six points, but three rebounds, four assists, and a block. Uh, made both free throws, shot two for four from the field. Didn't do a ton, but be curious to see how he uh, is used in this game. Boo Boo, he had 20 points in the first game on six of 14 shooting, so we'll see. Uh, it's going to be interesting with Bowie and Barry coming off of bad offensive games and Barnheiser coming off a of big offensive game Yeah, to see how they play. But uh, either way, I'm going to take Illinois to win, which is where we go to the predictions. I'm not sure I'm giving Illinois' offense enough credit, but I think they score 75 and they win 75-67. That should be yeah. Um, Yeah, I got them winning 83-74. When I first did it, I was I was wondering if I should have Northwestern getting in the 70s. Um, I decided to since they are at home. But I think Illinois wins this by nine. Um, and... Uh, we'll see what happens. I, I, Northwestern is not an easy place to play. I, the only good thing is I think there will be a lot of Illinois fans there. So uh, it is what it is. Jay says Illinois is uh, minus four and a half. I think it opened at three and a half. So uh, it's moving up. Uh, Jeff says we win by 13. <clears throat> Jeff also says uh, explain the difference in AP and Ken Palm with Alabama. Ethan. I don't know what that means. I don't know their AP ranking and their Ken Palm ranking. I don't look at the AP poll, so are they ranked? 
They're not even ranked. I don't. You're gonna have to elaborate on your question. What are they on the Kinpom? Eighth. I'm guessing that's what he's wondering. If that's what why he's wondering, it's because of their offense is the reason why they're eighth, and they're not ranked because they were six and five, and and uh, they're coming off of a loss to Tennessee. So naturally, you're not gonna get ranked if you you win six in a row against opponents that aren't great, and then you you lose to Tennessee, and they're not gonna rank you. But they're like by fifth uh but it's really the offense i mean their 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 offensive efficiency is the best in the country uh their effective field goal percentage is fourth they're 13th from three they're 11th from two 12th from the free throw line so if you have those offensive numbers and your offense is that good and your defensive efficiency is not great but it's not awful then you're going to be a, a highly ranked Ken Palm team which is why you have to take all the metrics with a grain of salt all right there you go. Uh, uh, you got three minutes to go around the Big Ten because you said you were keeping everything under an hour now. I don't know if I was applying that to this podcast, but that's all right. <laughs> uh, Ken Palm, all KenPalm.com team right now in the Big Ten is Zach Eady, Jameer Young, Tyson Walker, Braden Smith, Terrence Shannon Jr. So Shannon missed several games, but he's still there. Hey, hey Chase. Hey, hey, Chase, uh, we have 24 viewers right now, yeah. uh, 22 on YouTube. Our I'd following's like on YouTube, so calm down. <laughs> yeah, let me look him up real quick. Let's see what we're working with here. And, and, Chase, if you want to see the comments that our viewers have said, they highly agree with us, so calm down. Chase has 1,287 followers on Twitter. He's uh, half of some sort of hip-hop duo in uh champagne very nice very nice that's good that is good um i mean look you're a guy who retweets the lunatics so i get it you're on your boy's side you also retweeted armchair whoopsie might not have wanted to do that i don't know you might want to go back huh Uh, but you know look whatever i mean you know I, i i wish you well in your endeavors i mean it's not my style of music it's tyler's but good luck thanks jay uh, we're, we're still going to go around the Big Ten. We're not done yet. So, If we win, sure, hope it's more than just a little. Yeah, you always want to win by a lot. So, All right. He also, that comment makes it seem like we've been doing this for a month when the <laughs> 192nd episode, I don't think things are going to change for, also like Twitter's a good platform for viewership. No, unless you're Elon Musk or somebody that, has a lot of followers and nobody cares. But uh, biggest games in the Big Ten from now until Friday. You got a Peacock doubleheader tonight. Ohio State at Nebraska. That's a big spot for Ohio State. They need to win that game. Uh, and then Michigan at Purdue. That's going to be a tough one for the for the Wolverines. Uh, both on Peacock six and eight. Also, you got Wisconsin at Minnesota on Big Ten Network. Interesting game there. Remember last week, Wisconsin losing at Minnesota or at Penn State. Similar spot. Minnesota's a better team though. See how Wisconsin handles that. You got Maryland at Iowa, which leads into Illinois Northwestern tomorrow night. And you got a big one, Michigan State at Wisconsin on Friday night. So Wisconsin be big if they could win these next two. I saw Wisconsin has the second hardest schedule the rest of the way out. Well, they have Michigan State. They have at Nebraska. At Minnesota is not that bad, but it's not great. Uh, they have Purdue. Only like a three-point favorite, I think. At Minnesota tonight. Minnesota, you know, scrappy. They're not great, but they're scrappy. Much better than they've been the last couple years. But uh, Which makes you wonder, like, maybe the Jamison battle, Dawson Garcia together thing didn't really work 
And maybe there's reasons for that, which I think there probably are. And their freshmen are coming along as well. I remember there's flashes from their freshmen last year. Yeah. Um, they also got Purdue. They got at Michigan, at Rutgers. They got uh, Ohio State. They got at Iowa. They got Maryland. They got at Indiana. So, like, some of their, you know, road opponents aren't the best teams, but Rutgers is a hard place to play. Iowa's never easy to stop them on offense. Indiana's never a, uh, an easy place to play, especially Indiana, uh, you know, in, in late February when Indiana is probably going to be on the bubble, but needing to win like every game, which Indiana, do we love the fact that Illinois is going to be playing Indiana with them losing four of their last six and two in a row and having a full week off pretty much? That's mm, going to be interesting. Yeah. It's going to be tough. I mean, Illinois needs to take care of business though, one game at a time. Yep. In the in the worst student section in the country in Evanston, apparently. <laughs> uh Lenardi's bracketology from today. He's got Purdue as the number one overall seed. He's got Wisconsin as a two seed number eight. So last two seed. And he's got Illinois as a three seed, last three seed number twelve. Uh Michigan State seven seed, Nebraska nine seed, Northwestern ten. And uh nothing else there. Uh, the Northwestern uh, last four buys team, but Ohio State nowhere to be seen. So plenty of work for other big team teams to do. The max this year is seven bids. That's the max. Yeah. Which is still uh, going to require a lot. Because I don't know if I see a team jumping Northwestern without Northwestern falling out or Nebraska falling out. But right, I think there's, there's really – there's four locks right now. Just because I think of the trust in Izzo would make them I – th- I think Michigan State will get in. Illinois, uh, Wisconsin, Purdue, I think are all pretty safe at this point. <laughs> Uh, Jeff says Minnesota is getting better, but they are not great controlling the ball, and their defense is sus. They're young, and Ben Johnson's still trying to figure it out. Jay says, I hate playing a decent team after a loss. Yeah, that's – Now, metrics-wise, metrics wise, I think Indiana is the second-worst team in the Big Ten behind yeah. Penn State. So, decent, I guess. I mean, they have a lot of talent. Yeah. I'm not going to question the talent, but – Penn State's 190. They're kind of a mess. <laughs> They're just a mess right now. Minnesota's 93rd. Rutgers is 94th. Michigan's 79th. Uh, Indiana is 96th. So they are the second worst, uh, uh, according to that. Which Jeff yeah. wants to know if you have any upsets this week. His, again, is Iowa State over Kansas. I'll take BYU over Houston tonight, Jeff. That's a real big upset. I mean, Jesus. I mean, Houston's a favorite. Sure. I thought we were going for some shock value. In I don't know who else. I don't know what other farm. games are on. It's just literally oh. just on top of my ESPN oh. right now. I thought we were trying to farm some engagement. <laughs> 27th. Let's I'll take see. Northwestern beating Illinois. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> give me – uh, give me – let's see. Um, Give me North Carolina over Drexel. North Carolina A&T over Drexel. That was a joke. Um, I'll take – I don't know how much of an upset it is, I guess, but uh, give me Louisville over Virginia. Okay. That's I don't think Virginia is very sure. good, but eh, I'm just trying to go off the board a little bit. <laughs> uh, Bootsilla says South Carolina over Kentucky. That's extreme. <sighs> yeah, yeah. South Carolina, they are 3-2 and two in the – South Carolina, why does the SEC have so many of these teams that have great records but aren't good? Like South Carolina, 15 and three. That's uh, or easy scheduling. Yeah. Ole Miss, 15 and three. God, the two, the two most fraudulent teams in the conference are both 15 and three. 
I mean, look at the numbers. That's all you need to know right there. I mean, the numbers. Uh, South Carolina, yeah, they're going to have a tough time with, like, the problem with South Carolina is they're probably going to give up 80-plus to Kentucky no matter what, and I don't know if they can score 80-plus. Uh, they haven't scored 80-plus all year outside of two ga- three games, and those games were against South Carolina Upstate, George Washington, and Florida A&M. So this is a team that also scored 47 points against Alabama's 64, 64th-ranked efficiency defense, so... I think Kentucky is going to smoke them, but I could be wrong. It's the SEC. It's oh, I, I assume is that a weekend game? Maybe, maybe not, but that'll be interesting. That's actually – okay, that's tonight. Never mind. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I think <laughs> that could be a tough spot. If it was a Saturday, I think I would almost be willing to entertain that idea, but Kentucky's got way too many guys. Jeff says, I think everyone is talking Kentucky. They're still young. Yeah, but the thing with that – is that's when Calipari's at his best. Like the national champion runs that they went on, the 20 was that 2011, 2011-12 team that went 38 and 2 won the national championship. The starting lineup for that team. I know it's a different era of college basketball, it's different, but that was a team that was led by Mark Marcus Teague, freshman, Michael K. Gilchrist, freshman, Terrence Jones, sophomore. Anthony Davis is the best defender I've ever seen in college basketball. One, I know I'm young, so people will think, oh, you, what about Bill Haverman? You know, whatever. <laughs> uh, Anthony Davis is a freshman. Deron Lamb, sophomore. That team had two seniors that played any sort of minutes, and Eloy Vargas I've never even heard of and barely played at all. So it's a different era, I know, but Calipari's best teams have been young teams. The 2015 team with – Carl Anthony Towns, Aaron Harrison, Andrew Harrison, Trey Lyles, Devin Booker, Dakari Johnson, Tyler Eulis. The 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 veteran on that team was Willie Cauley Stein, who's a junior. So, and you look at Calipari the last couple of years in the tournament; those 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 have been older teams. Sheboy is a senior, Toppin was a junior, Antonio Reeves is a senior, Severe Wheeler senior. So those teams like had freshmen, but they mixed in other guys. This Kentucky team is just Antonio Reeves and a bunch of young guys, and I think that's when they're at their best, especially when like this team has a ton of options. To score, they have Reeves. They have DJ Wagner, who's a freshman. Trey Mitchell. It's pretty much two seniors, I guess. Trey Mitchell's on the team, so I forgot about him. He's on like his eighth team right now. Uh, Aaron Bradshaw, Justin Edwards, Reed Shepard, Rob Dillingham, uh, Big Z, who is actually Big Z. Big Z is not Zach Eady. That is crazy because I literally just clicked on the article that says Purdue claims Big Z nickname belongs to Zach Eady. No, you got to be European to be named Big Z. Look at Zidane Chara from the Bruins. I mean, that's all you need to know right there. If your name is uh, Zivanimir Ivisic, your name is Big Z because we don't want to pronounce it every time. Not Zach Eady. His name is Zach. You can't be a Big Z if your fucking name is Zach. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you're Jesus. just Zach. <laughs> I mean, what, what the, Purdue fans can fuck right off. I'm so annoyed with these losers. So annoying on Twitter. That Boiler in Texas account is literally the worst account in college basketball. 50% of that fucking loser's tweets are about Illinois. Like, <laughs> you've beaten us like three times in a row. Stop being so worried about what Illinois fans are saying. You zero. Anyway, uh, I think Kentucky is going to be very hard to beat because they're really big. So talented, and they have a ton of guys that can beat you. But they are young, so I think they'll get their lumps along the road, which they've already gotten. I mean, this is a team that lost to UNC Wilmington. So that Tennessee game on February 3rd will be big. The Auburn game at Auburn on the 17th of February is going to be big. But they'll figure it out. We'll see. I like Kentucky a lot. I like these All right. teams. Ooh. Not a Brad Underwood was coaching him. Uh, and Brad says Purdue has some grade school stuff going on. 
They they have like a complex like they matter more than anybody. They fucking lost to a 16 seed last year. Like Jesus, we get your team is great. We've done nothing but give you credit. You've beaten us three or four times in a row. Yet you still won't shut up about Illinois. <laughs> Fair enough. It's good, it's good for college basketball that we need that type of stuff. All right. As always, we'd like to thank the Alamo Steakhouse and Saloon at 700 East Broadway Avenue in Mattoon, Illinois. You can find them at www.alamo-steakhouse.com. Uh, Tuesday night special is crispy buffalo wrap, a crispy chicken wrap with a creamy buffalo sauce, red onions, romaine lettuce, and Swiss cheese. Their featured specials this month is a smokehouse burger, which is a half-pound Angus patty topped with pulled pork, candied bacon, crispy onions, barbecue sauce, and cheddar cheese. And if you like dessert, their featured dessert is a peanut butter explosion cake. Uh, if you guys would like to be a sponsor for our, our episodes or our watch parties, please reach out to us on Twitter or email us at Podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, comment, leave a review. Um, tell us we're engagement farmers. We don't care. Uh, but yeah, hit that sub button. I think uh, we're we about do care. 55 away. I don't care if people call us engagement farmers. Does that, does that put a bad connotation on us? Connotation or connotation? I don't know. How do you say the word, Ethan? Let's 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 go to the after show here, so to speak. Um, <laughs> how about the Bulls last night? What happened, guys? Bulls fans in the chat. That was weird. Uh, they were they, down a bunch or they, up a bunch, huh? They had us right where they wanted us, and then we just uh, we we got after them. Uh, pretty nice shot from Mister KD, huh? Yeah, I mean he's a good ball player. He's a good ball player. Yeah, I did see uh, Jeff. He... Jeff says he likes farming. Yeah, we're from Illinois. Do you not like farming? Oh no, he's from Georgia. I I don't. But go ahead. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, I saw Werner tweet about the Bulls, and then everything went to hell after that. I think they were yeah. up twenty twenty three in the third or something. And Warner's pretty good at giving Warner people a kiss of death. And then boom, you're done. Good night. <laughs> uh, I did find it interesting. If you check it out, you got Goodman and Hummel or Good Bloom, I guess. Good Bloom and Hummel on uh, YouTube. There's a clip talking about Illinois. So check that one out. Um, Imbrots, I mean, the call was bad. I agree, but you still shouldn't let that comeback happen. So, I missed it all. I felt it was asleep. a weird. I was surprised that they overturned the call on the, on the, uh, on the ice as, as they say in hockey. Um, but yeah, Kevin Durant did what Kevin Durant does. I mean, he's been on a tear right now. People aren't talking about the fact that he's literally averaging uh, like 35 and five with 50, 40, 90 shooting splits almost at the age of 35. Like if he was on the Suns, they'd be talking a lot about it, but no, nobody wants, they want to discuss when things are going bad, but when they win six games in a row, nobody wants to talk about it. Also, the Suns have not lost to the Bulls since this podcast began, by the way, folks. Wow. Nine in a row against those losers. Um, but best of luck to him the rest of the way. I like Iowa, obviously. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, he played some good minutes last uh, Malcolm Hill got signed to a 10-day contract, too. There you go. So. Congrats to Malcolm Hill. Good for him. He, there was that game where – that G League game where, like, all the Illini-adjacent – players were like popping off like i think ej liddell had a huge game malcolm hill had it malcolm hill had like 40 something crazy i don't remember where that was from uh jeffrey says is ohio state going to give us problems with their size i mean rutgers has about as much size if not more than ohio state yeah isn't so. illinois like the second biggest team in the big 10 behind 
uh, Indiana? Or am I crazy? Did I just make that up? Yeah, they are. Yeah. So. And then the next team even closest, Wisconsin. Then they're like 15 spots behind Illinois and then Iowa. But like, yeah, Rutgers has plenty of size and a way better defensive efficiency number than Ohio State and Illinois didn't have any trouble with them. They do have some tall. I mean, they, they got some bigger guards. Uh, if you look at their lineup across the board here, um, I can't seem to find them. Here we go. Uh, 6'4", Gale, 6'2", Thornton, 6'6", Mahaffey, 6'7", Battle, 6'11", Akparos. So that's a big lineup, but it's not much different than Illinois. Uh, they do have a, a 6'11", 235 big man, which is almost Hawkins' size. Hawkins <laughs> is right there. Uh, then six two six eight six 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 four off the bench, so I mean, yeah, I think they're they their uh, average height is 109th in the country, 77.6. Uh, Rutgers is 77.5 and 128th, so very similar. And Illinois is 78.8 ninth. But talent is, I mean, you know, Ohio State's certainly got more talent than Rutgers, so take that into account. But uh, all right, better hit the farms back up. It is cold outside, but the engagement farming has to continue. Um, That's right. Get it out there. Which I don't even think I have to tweet anything crazy to get views. I mean, I I don't know. Uh, let's see if I can find a good one here. I don't know. Like our, I feel like our platform's not Twitter anyway. So whatever. Seven hundred thirty-five. Uh, Seven hundred thirty-five views on a GIF of people clapping just because it said the crush was pathetic. So. Take that. <laughs> uh, Jeff says, I think we're going to have a low shooting percentage from three against Ohio State. It will be all right. Be all right. Do they play at Ohio State? Uh, I think so. I don't know. Might have made yeah. that up. At Ohio State. Only January once, right? 30th. Yep. Great. What's Illinois' record in that building under Brad? Like one <laughs> three, maybe? They won without Io there. I remember. Or maybe he came back from that game. Was it the game that he came back with the mask? Uh, I can't remember. Goldfish, buddy. I don't know. That is, yeah. That's the game he came back, played 36 minutes, 19 points. They beat a, a very good – that team went on one hell of a run from the end of February. Since they lost to Michigan State and Io got hurt in that game at Michigan State, Illinois in 2021 beat – 109 Nebraska, 14 Wisconsin, 3 Michigan, 11 Rutgers, uh, or 11 Ohio State, 38 Rutgers, 7 Iowa, 11 Ohio State, then Drexel lost a little Chicago. So that's like right there, according to the Kinpom metrics, that's five wins uh, in a, in two and a half weeks, five wins against top 15 opponents. Hell of a run. Too bad they lost in the second round, but they played the number 10 team on the camping <laughs> platform. Like. <laughs> yeah. And that was a Loyola team that had won eight in a row and or seven in a row and bodied Georgia Tech in the first round. Of course, that was Georgia Tech. Another part of this, Illinois got screwed. That Moses Wright, who was the conference player of the year that year, didn't play for Georgia Tech in that game against Loyola, or else Loyola might not have won. So it's BS. Buzilla agrees. So, all right, that's enough. Uh, We'll see everybody sometime in the near future. (laughs) Later. When are we going to see people? I don't know. when do you want to do you want to do a watch party Saturday? You don't want to do one tomorrow, right? I never said that on air. <laughs> Hold on. Is it in a text message? 
No, you said that yesterday. After no, I night. think I said it on the watch party, actually. Uh, I don't care. Whatever you want to do. I don't know. I feel like I kind of want to be on You only Twitter. do one of them, right? Yeah, no, I mean, we've been doing a lot of them. I don't know if we need to do, you know, every That's game. fine. I mean, if we don't do an 8 o'clock game, it's not going to hurt me. Uh, we'll figure we'll it See out. you guys Saturday. Well, we'll see them before with a podcast. Well, we'll see you guys before Saturday. Thursday or Friday. Maybe even Wednesday. We'll see. We'll figure it out. But uh, we'll see everybody next time. Uh, Lunatic, shout out. Great Twitter account. Check (laughs) him out. And we'll uh, see you next time.